podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the FPL Winnie Show. Uh, today, just as per usual, I'm joined by Gianni Butici, and it's me, FPL Guns, Ali Jahangirov. How are you doing, Gianni? I'm well, mate. I'm well. I'm delighted to chat on this uh, cheery Sunday morning off the back of an amazing day of football yesterday. It's rare we get most of the top teams, pretty much all the top teams playing yesterday. Like the, the title race challengers, Arsenal, City, Liverpool. We had Villa and Newcastle playing, Chelsea playing. So all the like, pretty much all the big teams, United and Brighton obviously play today. Uh, but it was a good day of of FPL, but also so many chips in play. Now, many will be listening to this on perhaps their Monday morning commute, and they may have they may have soaked up those Sunday games as well. We've got Brighton playing later. We've got Man United playing Luton, Brighton playing Sheffield United. But most of the action for the first half of the game week at least was yesterday, which was great. So I guess we should kick th- kick things off with um, chips. Ali, did you play a chip? I mean, I went template with triple captain Harland. I think you went a little bit different. A little bit different, uh, same team, different player. So I went for KDB. I thought it didn't really make sense for me to go for uh, the most popular captaincy. Um, the one thing that didn't make sense for me is going completely against Watkins and Saka in my team. So this really hurt me this game week. And uh, I'm, at the moment, I'm outside of 1 million overall rank. But um, still, there are some games to play and uh, I'm keeping the positivity. Yeah, nice. Good to see that. Good to see that, mate. And uh, thoughts, I guess, off the back of yesterday's injuries. Fantasy Football Scout have done an article this morning. I think Niels wrote it. It does look like Jota's, as as we first feared, probably pretty serious. Curtis Jones, similar. Like Klopp said, he doesn't go off easily, Jones. And Darwin's, for Darwin owners out there, there's a little bit of positivity there. Like it was precautionary. He said he felt a little something. Um and with the substitution windows being limited for Klopp, because remember, if you use subs at halftime, it doesn't count as one of your three windows. And he'd already used two up. They think he just said at halftime, look, let's be safe. Let's get you off. So I think we should still be fairly positive about Darwin minutes versus Luton. But let's see how he gets on in the week, I guess. Yeah, it's it was really, really uh, disappointing to see Jota go off because he was in good form. For those that went for Salah early, uh, using chips maybe, maybe to, you know taking hits, I think it just paid off. Uh, we didn't really expect Salah to go, you know, in a game early, but uh, probably a lot would bet that he would start with 20-30 minutes uh, under his belt and then maybe start against Luton, but Jota's unfortunate injury uh, made the way for Salah and you know he he returned. We know how classy he is, and he's he's just proved proven that in the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we didn't expect Salah to guess come on so soon. Those that have got Salah in their team are looking pretty good right now because they go to the Luton game where you go. He's probably going to start, um, and you've obviously got big points. So yeah, pretty. Pretty cool. Um, good to see so many in the chat as well. Hello, Rich, Mr. T, Malachi, uh, loads of those guys. I think Rich and Malachi are both in our, our WhatsApp group, Ali. Uh, but Neil Robertson in the chat as well. Uh, hello, good morning to you, Neil. Uh, Ali, you're a bit of a snooker fan. Are you, am I right in thinking you play billiards in, in Azerbaijan? Yeah, it's a Russian billiard. We, nice. we play snooker sometimes, but it's not as popular. Uh, so the Russian one is the most popular here, and we 
you know, we, we, we like to spend some time playing billiards. Love that. So. But you're familiar, I guess, even as a billiards fan, you're familiar with former world snooker champion Neil Robertson being a, an FPL fan as well. So Neil's in the chat this morning. Yeah, I've, I've seen his uh, your videos with him as well. And uh, I'm really into I mean, he's, I've joined his uh, FPL league as well. So, um, Oh, you in that snooker league? Yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, it's a great prize up for grabs, I think. Some, I think there's like tickets to the Crucible and stuff. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> not, not this season. The, the show is called FPL Winners. If you are just joining, going, who are these two? Um, Ali won FPL last year, but Ali didn't have one of those seasons out of nowhere. He just won FPL, but isn't a very good FPL manager. Sometimes that does happen. Um, Ali came 215th the year before he won it. So Ali, you've gone 215, one, but this season's not going quite to plan, though. No, it's not. Uh, but again, you you can't really keep the cons consistency that high because uh, it's it's a game of luck as well. And if you if you're not getting lucky, you there's no way you can win it. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, and you're chasing now, so you're doing you're having to make decisions that are a little bit rogue. And we'll see your team in a minute with the likes of De Bruyne. But let, let's review some of yesterday's games. Um, we've mentioned Liverpool. I think let's go, let's work down the list. I mean, Burnley Arsenal, like for those that sold Saka a few weeks ago, the thinking behind it, I don't think was bad. Saka was struggling. Arsenal's form wasn't spectacular. And there were double game weeks on the horizon, which didn't include Arsenal. I get it. I mean, by, by the time yesterday came round, going into the Burnley game, I was quoted yesterday morning on Sky Sports News saying, if you sold Saka, buy him back, like take the hit and just buy him back. And he obviously went and got an, another huge score. Um, but not just Saka, Odegaard, Havertz. No one's talking about Arsenal not having a number nine now, are they, Ali? Like, you know, when Arsenal are drawing games or struggling, it's they don't have a great number nine. Well, actually, they share the goals around really well. Not having an out-and-out -out nine sometimes suits them. I expected a bounce back from Arsenal uh, in the New Year's after the Dubai um, break. It went yeah. really worked well for them, but I didn't expect them scoring five and six in back-to-back -back games. Away trips as well. West Ham, I didn't expect that at all. Burnley, I thought that would be a tough game, but at the moment, uh, Arsenal seems to be flying uh, right now. And it was, it's just unfortunate that um, it coincided with the double game weeks for different teams. Otherwise, there is absolutely no reason to get rid of Arsenal players, and uh, in in the short term future, I don't think it's a it's a plan. My plan is to get them back as soon as possible. So uh, I would I would just suggest that the the defense is rock solid. Uh, they're doing great from set plays. Saliba and Gabriel are crazy good on set plays, and uh, they can. Uh, the the head bullet header is on the cards every every game so it's uh, Arsenal has been really really impressive in, since the beginning of the new year and hopefully they can you know uh, continue the form and we can enjoy our points from the Arsenal assets. I mean, thankfully, Saliba at least I don't own like didn't get that that bullet header yesterday, two six pointers for the Arsenal centre-backs. But the Arsenal centre-backs look like a rich source of points. And as a Poro seller this week, 
I needed 0.1 more in the bank to be able to go Poro to Saliba. It was such an obvious move. I was like, forget the double game week because I ended up going Doherty because that's money. But if you're, if you've been on Arsenal double defense of late, like fair play, like I wish I jumped on earlier and I've been priced out of it now. And Saliba and Gabriel, we've seen big price rises. They both look like huge threat from set pieces. Um, we spoke about Saka as someone managers were getting twitchy on a few weeks ago, myself included, by the way. Like I looked at Saka and was like, he's in the top three highest owned players in the game. Is he is he living up to 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 that that value? And fair point, like he absolutely is. And we've seen you just got to hold him. Same with Ollie Watkins, right? A lot got twitchy over Watkins. Um, a lot sold Watkins. I think I think Watkins and Solanke were the two highest sold players this week. Uh, Watkins, big, big point. Solanke did the same, but I, Neil and I spoke in the week and we both said before the deadline, like, what's everyone doing selling Ollie Watkins? The fixtures are good for Villa, especially against weaker teams. We saw it against Sheffield United. Watkins got four returns against Fulham too. He had an offside goal yesterday as well. He had an off, he had an assist that would was like shoelace offside. He could have had a monster haul and he still got big points. Like Ollie Watkins again, doing pretty well. Ali, I know you've backed against him. And you've probably got to stick to your guns on that one now, but he's flying right now, right? Yeah, for me, he was only going to be absent for two game weeks, which were Manchester United right. and Fulham. And I'm getting him back. I was That was the plan to get him back before the forest game. But again, he punished yeah. me. It's, it's tough at the moment because there's always a conversation that some good teams with good assets have single play, you know, uh, game weeks, whether... And it's always a tough decision when you're selling them for to get a double game week player. But we all like yeah. play uh, fixtures, and extra fixtures are always uh, tempting. So selling Watkins, it just uh, didn't work well for me. Yeah. Having him, not having him for two game weeks, just cost me a lot because his ownership is just crazy. And Saka as well. Have, you know, having missing out on both of Saka and Watkins really hurt my rank. And it's it just uh, one of those game weeks that when you don't have the combo, it's it's going to ruin you. It's like not having Haaland when he's you know, scores big. It's pretty much the same thing because I think Saka is around 60% owned and uh, yeah. Watkins is one of the most owned players as well. So um, it just you just have to rectify and then uh, get them back when it's not too late. So I'll be the, those will be my two transfer next game week because uh, I'll have to get rid of Jota and I'll look in we'll look into my team shortly. But I'll have to get rid of Jota and Darwin to get both. Yeah. Those Liverpool ads are going to be sold on mass, I think, and many will be going to Solanke as well. Uh, Alan in the chat did is going to captain Watkins. He thinks in twenty six Maliki captain Jota this week. Unlucky. But Solanke is one that many of us will go for as a direct Darwin replacement. Many will go to, well, both Watkins and Solanke. Like, remember, Solanke, double game week 28. But before that, I think he plays Burnley in 27. So again, sure, the entry point for Solanke, if you buy him next week, is Man City. Tough fixture. I don't think that matters too much. I think you probably am going to go, I want him for 27 anyway. I'm selling Darwin. Let's just make the move now. Neil sold Saka for Richarlison a couple of months ago. And straight away, it was like, big rewards because Richarlison was smashing it um, but then 
of late, the last couple of weeks, it's been Saka who's outperformed him. Yeah, the big mistake Neil feels like he made was going KDB instead of Saka. And again, probably blinded by Man City's just brilliant form. And it's like, oh, they're scoring three, four goals a game. KDB's always going to be involved. And KDB points have been fine, but we kind of need KDB. For those that have gone there, we need points against Brentford. Like that second part of the double game week for Man City and Liverpool, if Darwin's on the pitch, could be huge for those that have stacked up on Man City and Liverpool players. Foden the same. Haaland, those that have gone triple captain Haaland. That second half of the game week, the Tuesday fixture, Man City-Brentford, the Wednesday fixture, Liverpool-Luton, is absolutely huge because us engaged managers, all you guys watching on YouTube, the vast majority of you will have five players from those two teams, Man City and Liverpool. And that's why it's so important because many of your more casual or less engaged FPL mates might only have two or three. Um, Spurs one, Wolves two. Ali, we are both massive fans of Pedro Neto um, and Wolves in general, right? Like that's, they've done the double over Spurs now. Um, do you watch Spurs and go, I want the double or triple up come game week 29 when there's very few teams playing and we might go Son, Richarlison, Madison. Or having seen them yesterday, do you just, do you ease up on that a little bit and go, actually, triple Spurs attack might be a little bit um, over the top. Like, maybe they're not as good as we think they are. Uh, game week 29 is a blank game week when we won't have the luxury of uh, having many games to watch and uh, pick from. Uh, that's why triple, uh, if you're on free hit, I think triple Spurs attack, I would go for attack because the defensive uh Output is not there. With uh, Poro, uh, unsure when he's back. Udogi maybe is an option, but the rest of them is just they're just not keeping clean sheets. And uh, it's uh, but they're attacking wise. I think they will bounce back. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think that team is you know was uh, will be going in a patch of games without scoring or. So. So Son is back, Richarlison is there, Kulusevski has scored yesterday. So it's uh, there will be a lot of options in attack, but defensively, I want to go there. Mm, yeah, I was happy to sell Poro. The annoying thing is for Jota sellers next week, many Jota sellers will want that spot in their team to become a Spurs midfielder, but they can't make it a Spurs midfielder in 26 because Spurs also don't have a game. So if you're buying midfielders in 26 that you know play in 29, you ideally want to be the Spurs lads. We've just named four good options at Spurs. Yet if you're making that transfer Jota out in 26, do you go to an Aston Villa mid? Leon Bailey's caught the eye in recent weeks and is cheap. But again, you worry about his long-term starts. If he has a couple of bad games, the RB's back in. Could you look at a John McGinn? Or the Douglas Louise played deeper, I think, with no Kamara. So Aston Villa and and, Newca and Spurs are the two teams to kind of target if we're dead-ending our teams to 29. And there's no real standout Villa midfielder. So I'm I'm reluctant to even sell. I'm, there's a chance I don't even sell Jota, even if he's out injured, which I think he will be. It's a serious injury. I might have to wait till 27 and just go... I'm going to buy a Spurs midfielder in 27 and I want that spot to be a Spurs midfielder. How do you rank the Spurs midfielders? Like if money's not an issue, would you go Son number one, Richarlison two, Madison three, Kulusevski four? That's probably where I am, but I want to see another couple of games with the four of them all playing together till I make that decision in game week 27, I guess. Yeah, Son would be pricey, especially when Salah got back. We have KDB, we have Holland in our teams. So Son could be a little bit of a stretch to get uh, but 
again, Richardson is a good price point. I think he will be the most popular one. And he's yeah. been on form lately. Whether Son is has just played a lot of games for Korea and he's still, you know, I didn't watch the highlights yesterday, but uh, maybe people who were watching Spurs closely would know better. But for me, uh, Son will have to be in my team in January 29, I believe. Yeah, I think so too. And again, those that own De Bruyne might be looking to offload him by 28, 29. Like he's got a couple of tough games. And then obviously the blank in 30. Although the Manchester derby for Man City, I feel like could have goals. But then I think it's Liverpool away. Um, okay. Man City won, Chelsea won. The last game to review from yesterday before we look ahead and see our teams. Guys, do please hit that like button. Uh, and if you're new around here, subscribe to Fantasy Football Scout. Ali and I do these streams every Sunday morning. Uh, it's our one and only stream for Scout each week. So this is the best place to find our Sunday morning chats. Um, the only place Man City won, Chelsea won. Ali, you and I were texting during the game as you as you, you had backed against Haaland, so you were quite happy seeing Chelsea do well. And that first half, you felt my pain as a Chelsea fan. I forgot about triple captain Haaland just for a minute and was just wanting Chelsea to win that football match. And you actually said, as an Arsenal fan, it's like, you know, you'd, you'd happily have worn a Chelsea shirt yesterday. But Nicholas Jackson and Sterling, I know Sterling gets the goal. Neil, it'll be great to get your thoughts as a Chelsea fan as well. I just looked at that Chelsea team and went, if only they had a natural ice cold finisher. I know Sterling took his goal well, but before that, he missed a big chance. And Jackson too. They're showing so much promise on the counter-attack Chelsea and it suits them playing teams like Man City, but they're just not composed in front of goal, are they? They have accumulated an XG of almost uh, 1.5, but I, I was watching the game. It was They should have just buried uh, the game long before it ended. They should have been up 2-3-0 maybe by halftime. And I was just watching that game and hoping uh, Chelsea to get something. And I forgot the last time someone got to Etihad and really dominated uh, the chances, big chances like that. It's uh, City were really lucky to, uh, you know, get uh, get off with a draw, but Chelsea should have just, you know, put the chances away. Uh, I, I just, it just felt like they want, you know, uh, get the three points because they were wasteful with, with their chances and City, there's always the the goal came out of nowhere. There were too much pressure on Chelsea. With the, with the assets, most of them have blanked. Uh, I have triple captain on KDB and I didn't really... I was more of a football fan, an Arsenal fan rather than FPL yeah. fan watching that game and I wanted Chelsea to do well, as I said. And the... the so many chances wasted. I was just, no, this is, they're not going to win that game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I couldn't watch the last half an hour. I was, had to get in the car. So I listened to the last 30 minutes on the, on the radio and I just could feel the pressure soaking up. And I was like, Oh, Chelsea were making all their defensive subs. And it just felt like a complete onslaught. Like it was a matter of, of when, not if city will equalize, but thankfully Haaland missed big chances. And guys, if you did go triple captain Haaland, the decision's right. Like, and you still might massively get rewards against Brentford, but just no, I think he clocked 1.9 XG alone, like yesterday. Like, 
huge numbers. Um, Rich says Leon Bailey is Villa's best player, by the way. Um, his son's a season ticket holder. He said Bailey's essential. Moreno, then, then Watkins are the three. They run everything going forward. Yeah, Bailey hit the woodwork yesterday, has been flying of late. There's no doubt about it. And he is the, the Aston Villa mid of choice for me, um, if you're going to go there. Um, loads of games still to be played. We won't talk too much about Sunday games because many will listen to this on podcast on Monday morning. Um, and rather than us speculate on the fact Luton could get a draw against Man United, they will actually know the outcomes. But we can preview City, Brentford, Liverpool, Luton. We don't care too much about Everton Palace. Um, Ali, are you expecting Man City to go big against Brentford? Because what we saw yesterday from Brentford, again, was when they play a big team, they're actually conceding huge amount of chances. Huge amount of chances. Like Liverpool is so dominant. But Tony and Regulon were two of my transfers. Ah, nice. I expected I expected a better game against Liverpool because they were playing home, but they're defensively they're just not there. I got two returns from both. I think Tony has scored um, from the bounce uh, of the Regulon's shot, but I expected a lot more from Brentford defensively. I believe. I mean, uh, in the game against City, City would. Be willing to bounce back after the after dropping points to Chelsea, and I don't think there is a chance for Brentford there. Maybe attacking wise, maybe Regulon. If we're lucky, he will get an assist or something. Tony can always get a goal. He could have had a couple against Liverpool, by the way. Yeah. And um, there's there's still a great chance for City assets to uh, you know return against Brentford. They're not looking good defensively at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liverpool, Luton, Liverpool missing potentially a lot of players. Doesn't really matter though. Whoever comes in for Liverpool seems to play well. And Liverpool, Anfield are a different beast, right? Luton will have had a day's less recovery as well. Remember, they'll be playing Sunday, Wednesday. And it's a trip up to, to Liverpool for Luton, who have been more solid at home than away. Yeah, Luton, Luton, I think the uh, that's the money fixture for Liverpool because it's an Anfield first of all and uh, playing against leaky Luton defence. Salah is back. I think that that's a big boost for the Reds. And of course, not having Jota uh, will... I don't think it will affect them greatly, but they have a good test of uh, squad depth and uh, Luis Diaz is there, Hakpo is there, Salah is back. I don't think they will struggle. Yeah. So it's a good fixture, and uh, I wish I had gone for Salah because uh, mm. we all knew that he will, he has a good chance of getting a lot of minutes against Luton. Yeah, true. That was the game we always fancied him for minutes. Um, okay, so look, that that will round off, I guess, the the double game week and our expectations of it. Ali, we can see your team, and we saw two of your transfers in the Brentford lads, both delivering points. You've got Stupinans play today. You've got Garnacho playing today. Um, long term, in terms of your strategy, are you taking up what, and I know with chip strategy, you're always very open and flexible, but as things stand, are you planning to set up your team for a dead end to 29 to then wildcard out of it? That's the, the most common chip strategy. That's something I'm planning on doing. Obviously, in 29, we might only have four fixtures, so we might struggle to get 11 out. But it feels like a fairly low upside free hit week as well. If Luton Forest drops into 29... I'm pretty sure I'll be playing 29 without a chip. Are you thinking similar? Uh, exactly the similar because it's it's a low upside game, not many games, and you can navigate through the uh, 29 by just transfers. 
and I'm in a position that I cannot really waste chips early. Uh, I have yeah. to maximize the wild card and bench boost chips because otherwise I'll be really. Um, it's a midweek rank, but I'm outside one million, so it's, I have to catch up. And this, uh, I thought this uh, game week were the were the one to catch up, but KDB triple captaincy can only really, you know, recover me from a red arrow. Otherwise, but blank game week twenty nine, I, I don't think I'll be using any chips um, unless I have I don't have any players to play. Uh, no. But wild card, I think I'll be using around game week thirty thirty one. I think I can. Nice. So uh, that that's the strategy for me, and then we'll we'll see how the uh, FA Cup games, uh, overall cup games, uh, you know, end up. And uh, we're still waiting for news for the you know game of twenty nine, and uh, I think there will be, will be some surprises, and maybe United uh, still has a fixture. Maybe some other teams. We don't know whether it's Wolves or Brighton. So. It's still, uh, there's a lot of questions about that game and, and we'll see. Yeah, I think Man United play Forest in the FA yeah. Cup. And again, like that game maybe could go either way. Forest with a good win yesterday against West Ham 2-0 and was so, so like capable in that game. I think West Ham are really on the ropes. Um, we'll know about the 29 blanks, I think, from around 27, uh, the FA Cup games. Um so, Ali, your plans moving forward. What does your bus team look like? What are your transfer plans? Where's your captaincy? Um, I think I'll be taking a hit uh, next game week. So I have at the moment, um, I have almost, I have nine players playing next game week. And uh, my plan is to sell Diogo Jota and Darwin to get Saka yeah. and Watkins. I have just enough money in the bank to uh, fit both. So my team looks okay for next game week. I have Tony, Reguilon, Estupinian against Everton at home. Dubravka is not an ideal game against Arsenal away, but I guess uh, he could get some safe points just like he did at Anfield. I'm not sure he will, uh, you know, end up uh, blocking a penalty or something, but he, he has a good chance of getting safe points in that game. Gabriel yeah. is a good fixture. Foden, Haaland, and De Bruyne. Uh, Garnacho with Fulham at home. So it's... Um, it's a it's, it's supposed to be a nice game week for me, but I I tell that every game, so it's a, it's not it's not working for me at the moment. But you know, what you can do, you can just smile and then make sure that your next decisions are better. Ali, there's be loads in the chat that are having good seasons, but there'll be loads having bad seasons. From someone creating content, it's always really tough when you're creating content and you're out there and you're showing your team each week. It's really it can be really tough having a bad season when you're doing that, like because everyone's eyes are on your team and you can feel the pressure. How are you like it's obviously a very different season for you, but people will get inspiration from your story in terms of how you cope with the the bad or weak. So just tell us a little bit about that because you're I feel like with FPL, like of course a bad week gets to you, like it does anyone. But I feel like your highs are never too high. And because of that, your lows are never too low. And that's something that came across a lot in your book. And I think that's really important in FPL. You are able to like compartmentalize your FPL with your non-FPL and your normal everyday life. And therefore, you don't 
let it get to you as much as perhaps others do. So how how do you deal with it? Not only with FPL, but with football in general. As as fans, right. we, we we depend on our team's performance. Sometimes our mood depends on it. You can't really do anything with it, but sometimes you just have to tell yourself that it's it's just a game, mm-hmm. whether it's FPL or a football game. It's there's a lot more important things in your life, which is your family, friends. You can enjoy so much of your weekend rather than getting you know down by some of the decisions. We we have to realize that what happens on the pitch is out of our control. What we could do. We could prepare ourselves with our teams, plan it ahead, but Jota's injury, there's nothing we can do about it. Holland's blank, there's not, nothing we can do about it. So it's just a game. Yeah. We have yeah. to realize that it's not really worth uh, our mood or, or having a bad... It's not supposed to ruin our weekend for sure. So uh, what I usually do, I just spend time with my family, with friends, and maybe play some billiards. And it's... Uh, there's, there's always there's a lot of ways to get your mind off uh, football and it's not the most important thing in your life. So uh, unless you're a player, unless you're a coach, unless you're directly involved and the results really affect you. But uh, yeah. as a fan, I think we all go through that every every weekend and we just have to manage it for ourselves. Thank you for sharing that, mate. That's really nice um, nice to know. And I think you're right, not just as an FPL manager, but as a football fan, because they are so, they can become so similar. Um, so, Ali, your bus team, um, just talk us through again your decision on Poro, just so I know what you're planning there, because there'll be a lot out there that have held Poro that will be tempted to sell him next week, but others going, no, let's just plan Game Week 29, Spurs of a fixture, he's still a good asset. That was the reason behind I didn't sell him because uh, he yeah. can still be back by game of twenty nine. I'm not sure he will, but yeah, Postecoglou case... said a couple of weeks, so he could be back by twenty seven, mate. Like twenty seven yeah. is the first week of March. That is a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, so that was the reason behind I didn't not sell him because I didn't need his spot to you know navigate this couple of game weeks, and I wanted to wait because transfers yeah. are precious at the moment. I, I've I'm taking hits every game week and it's not really, you know, uh, working well for me because I don't like to take hits. I, I like to plan ahead. But with the injuries uh, to Trent, which was unexpected, with the injury to Jota, I think there's a lot of injuries going on and it's, it's just you cannot plan it perfectly and sometimes you have to take hits. If you have a injured player in your bench that has good long-term fixtures, you might as well just keep him. Yeah, no, I think that's fair, mate. I think that's absolutely fair. Um, okay, good to know, good to know. Um, Ali, your final question on your team is about how many hits you think you'll take between now and 29. Like, have you mapped out? Like, it's a, it's a little bit easier to take hits at the moment because, I mean, it's the same old thing we say every season. It's not a four-point hit, it's a two-point hit if you only have eight players and you're getting two appearance points for that that week. So if you're struggling to get 11 batches of 11 out, taking hits... When you when a two point hits not four point hits at times right if you're confident of those two appearance points yeah I'm, I don't mind taking hits but uh, I think uh, this couple of game weeks uh, will be really crucial in terms of navigating with trying to make sure that you're not using chips and um, yeah. that's when the value of your transfer really goes down if you compare it to using a chip so 
Uh, I might even go without Holland for uh, game week 28 because I'm not sure who I'm selling for Solanke. Solanke yeah. has to be in game week 28. I, I really want Neto, the goalkeeper, and maybe Tavernier because uh, it's it's hard to you know um, not take hit in order to get a triple uh, Bournemouth ahead of what is it two games two two game weeks ahead uh, so yeah, we'll yeah. we'll be planning it through but I need Saka Watkins at the moment and we'll look at the other players maybe Spurs assets before twenty nine and there's a lot of players to get in and. I think I'll be taking a lot of hits. So maybe minus four every game week from now on. Yeah, I'm up for that. I like your. I like it when Ali plays aggressive uh, and it worked for you uh, in the last couple of seasons. Remember, 215th Ali finished the year before last and first last year. Ali, I don't know if we're going to have a quick look at my team um, yeah. as well. I think you've got that, haven't you, on, on yeah, the graphic? Yeah, I do have it. Um, I mean, so far I'm having an all right. If we like take a step back... I had a really bad week a couple of weeks ago. I went from 45k to 155k. That was a nightmare for me. Um, that, that's the biggest red arrow I can remember in terms of percentage-wise. That was huge because you might go, it's only 100k. But at 45k to lose 100k in one week, I benched Foden's 20. I haven't had Richarlison. But actually, the last couple of weeks have been better and I'm making slow, sort of get slow, steady gains. So I'm fairly well set. Like I've got that triple city attack. That's my differential in a, in a way because many only have double city attack. Um, and I also need, and I got lucky yesterday that Ake and Van Dyke, so Man City and Liverpool, both conceding helps because I think a lot of invested there, a lot of sold Porro for Ake or Porro for Van Dyke or whatever, or Trent to one of those players. So I could do with a Stupinan and Doherty getting me some points. Um Palmer on the bench for once. There's no bench points there. Bell, with the double game week, I've benched for a Stupinam, um, but relying on Dowerty there as well. So yeah, fairly well set. My transfer plans, I'll speak more about later. Um, but yeah, I think I'm fairly happy with how things are going. And I'm glad I kept hold of a few weeks ago. I was, hands up, I was getting really twitchy on Saka. I was getting really twitchy on Watkins. And I, in a different world, I sell one of those players and have stinking red arrows um, and it's a game of really fine margins, quite clearly, isn't it? Um, guys, if you're enjoying the stream, do please hit the like button. Um, Ali and I have been chatting for the last 37 minutes or so. These streams are only meant to be 40 minutes. So we're going to be rounding up shortly. But before we do, guys, I am going to be uh, answering your questions in a bit of a Q&A and a game week review um, on my channel in the next five minutes. So at quarter to the hour, 11.45 UK time. So in seven, eight minutes time, I'll be streaming. So if you do want to come and watch me on that channel, on my channel, then please do. Um, but for now, Ali, any final thoughts from you this weekend? Uh, just enjoy the game because uh, it's uh, it's fun times ahead. Uh, the business end of the season is ahead. Still a lot of a lot to play for. I'm, out, I'm just outside 1 million rank and I'm still keeping positive. Just trying to enjoy the game as much. And have a good weekend, everyone, because uh, there are still good games to play. I think uh, Bright Brighton game should be fun. Uh, Luton game should be fun. So uh, despite the red arrow, I think, I think I'll be enjoying the Sunday games. 
Good. I'm glad to hear it. We'll be texting later, no doubt, mate. And we'll be back next Sunday, um, hopefully off the back of some big green arrows. There's still so much football to be played this week. And halfway through a game week, I always do say, like, it ain't over till it's over. Remember, we've got games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, Fantasy Football Scout will have you covered all of next week with content plan every day. If you're not already signed up as a member, check it out. But also just the stories on the website. Free to access website, I must add. Like Neil's article yesterday on the injury news roundup is just so, so useful. Um, so yeah, there we go, guys. Do check out Scout for more. Uh, but for now, he's been Ali. I've been Janny. And I will be streaming in five minutes on my channel, uh, which is just, just Google it, or YouTube it, search it, Janny Batici. Um, and you'll find me in five minutes for a bit of a Q&A. But yeah, next Sunday, Ali and I'll be back. We'll see you very soon. Good luck if you've gone triple Captain Harland. We could do with his points. Cheers.